Hello guys, welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk, and today I will be talking about unemployment. So, welcome back to another episode with me today. And just a quick reminder that I'll be posting non stop every single day and with better quality content because it's break time. Because I've just gotten a nine days break to de stress. Because my school suggested that it would be a great idea to have students de-stress. And it's great for students, it's great for teachers, it's great for everyone, right? So today, I'll be talking about unemployment. Let's get straight into it. With unemployment expected to remain from 9% for the next year, the government is still considering fresh steps to add jobs. Like 24-7, Wall Street looked at 10 possible solutions that could help return to... uh, Return to full employment, which most economists consider around 5%. None of these plans are new. Many of them are expensive, and some of them have not been used in America for decades, if ever. But in the worst recession of the post-war era, they all deserve consideration. Number 1. Germany has a government policy which provides tax credits to companies that shorten work hours rather than lay off employees. Let's say there's a company with 100 jobs that wants to slash its payroll by 10%. It can fire 10 people or it could reduce hours by 10% and get a tax credit from the government to make the employees whole companies save money, but add workers. Number two, saving small business. Economists are repeatedly... Uh, making this point that small businesses are and have been the primary engine of job creations in America. They also add a disadvantage. Large companies have easier access to capital markets and low interest rates even with the depressed economy. By contrast, banks have been reluctant to find small operations that have little or no cash and uncertain prospects and a relatively small number of customers. The federal government should shoulder some of the risk of small business loans and provide new incentives for banks to lend to smaller businesses. Number three, tax credits. Tax credits will almost certainly be part of any program to improve unemployment because businesses need to concrete reason to hire during a difficult economic period. Companies have become used to employing people part-time to keep the cost of benefits and surveillance low any plan to increase the number of full-time workers in the labor force will need to address this part-time issue. The federal government could provide a tax credit to companies, hire new workers, or convert workers from part-time status. This would give enterprises that would like to expand but are ambivalent about the economy an incentive to do so. Number four, working for the government. Many of the FDR economic stimulus programs in the 1930s were failures when viewed through the lens of permanent job replacement. But giving people work, even if it is not permanent, helps boil, uh, boil the gov- economy during sharp downturns. The Works Progress Administration, created in 1935, added nearly 8 million jobs to the economy. Rather than pay the unemployed to stay idle, the government gave them job skills that were useful when the economy recovered. Number five, state, jo- state jobs, not projects. Not enough for the first stimulus package went to direct job creation, too much went to tax incentives. State and municipal governments have been decimated by the downturn and they require money immediately. If not, 
if if for no other reason than to keep them from firing and furloughing more workers. Number six, pressing China. It will be hard for the economy to recover and for the jobs picture to improve if China keeps its currency advantage compared to the US. The value of the yuan almost certainly improves China's ability to keep the cost of its exports to the US low. It also raised the cost of imports from the US federal government would have to do two things to get China to rethink its trade and currency policy. Each is risky. The first is that the Treasury Department uh, would have to make a direct threat to Beijing to label it as a currency manipulator, a designation which carries within a number of trade sanctions. Second action by the American government would require that strategic imports from China be taxed. Those would likely have to include finished metals like aluminum and finished commodities like tires. So these may be, like I said earlier, these these uh, uh, these plans haven't been used in America for decades, and it is not my opinion, but many uh, great people came up with these ones. So, yeah, just going to say I'm not assigning with anyone in this episode. I'm just telling stories here. Number seven, underwriting exports. The administration has said that the economy needs to boost exports. Even if trade issues with China are resolved, there are still some hurdles. Among the most meaningful is the cost of physical shipping. For products which have low profit margins, the price of air, sea, or ground transportation can be prohibitive. The government could elect to underwrite the cost of shipping, particularly for businesses that are relatively small or larger manufacturing businesses with during sectors that have had large layoffs. 8. The Minimum Wage what if we could make the cheapest labor even cheaper, not for employees but for employers? Employers would ask workers a certain wage below than the minimum wage, and employees would get reimbursed by the federal government. This would not only keep low-wage workers in their job, but also it would help businesses add more people for less. This sounds selfish, but we could give it a try. Number 9. Construction Jobs Construction has been hit as hard as any industry in the recession. With demand for new homes as uh, at half-century lows, things could get worse. Construction workers without money can't afford to move to areas where there is still some work. This has created large pools of unemployed workers in the area of California, Nevada, and Florida. People who build a house cannot build a nuclear reactors, but they can work on infrastructure products, uh, including the building and improvement of schools and government-owned facilities. We need more money for this kind of construction work. Number 10, immigration. There are many metro areas, for example, some high immigration cities in the South, where labor supply swamps labor demand. The federal government can help by providing supplemental aid to these metro areas to create public sector jobs for states and municipalities with particularly high unemployment. It's the end of my episode, and I hope you guys had a great listen. Janelle Vodok will say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, and share button. And for your unemployed people out there, keep working, keep grinding, keep working, and you'll see the success one day. Janelle Vodok will say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, and share button. And see you guys next time. Goodbye.